0: A key Productive production. Welcome to the Tools They Use podcast. Interviews with professionals about how they use apps, software, habits, and routines every day.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tools They Use podcast. It is Francesco here. I am joined today by Jonathan Cronsted. He is the president and CEO at Kajabi. Kajabi is an online education tool that many people use to create and craft their own courses online. Uh, It's become very, very popular. And, uh, you know, uh, Jonathan was just talking to me about how much money uh, that the individuals that are using Kajabi have been able to uh, create. So it's it's a
0: very impressive platform. Uh, Jonathan, it's great to have you here. Thanks, Francesco. And let me just, if I can, let me uh, correct two things. One thing, if you call me Jonathan Cronstead, everyone is going to be completely confused and have no idea how to pronounce my name. J-Cron is probably what the whole industry knows me as. So (laughs) J-Cron is more than fine. I appreciate you trying to use my whole name, but nobody else does. And then also, (laughs) I actually have the privilege of being the president of Kajabi. I'm not the president and CEO. The CEO actually is uh, the gentleman who is really the progenitor of the platform. Uh, Kenny Reader is our CEO. So he and I have the opportunity to to work together, but wanted to make sure that uh, if anyone was looking for the CEO, Kenny Reader is the guy that you should be looking for. But I'm happy to talk to you today as the president of Kajabi.
1: <laughs> Sorry about getting that one wrong. Um, Jay con it's all good, great. dude. We're, we're off on a good clip, and I am just
0: thrilled to be here, man.
1: <laughs> it's great to have you, um, Jaycon. Uh So obviously, um, you guys have been working hard at Kajabi. Maybe for those who do don't know what it is. Could you give like a short introduction to it?
0: Absolutely. And it, it couldn't be more appropriate that I'm talking about Kajabi on uh, the tools that they use, you know, a productivity focused podcast, because Kajabi is really a knowledge commerce platform. It is essentially meant to be fully integrated all in one out of the box, a tool that allows you to share and monetize your knowledge online. So this is a platform. If you can imagine a learning management system or course delivery system and a marketing automation system, if they had a baby, it would be us. So it's literally everything you need to market, sell and deliver your knowledge online and monetize it effectively.
1: Brilliant and and I've actually had a couple of people recommend Kajabi to me as I was saying just before uh, we had I have someone who is an online uh, friend called Barbara who runs a uh, an online uh, productivity coaching service called simplify days um, And she just says in a, in a I'm gonna quote her here <laughs> uh, Kajabi is amazing apparently uh, she says seriously. It's one of the best decisions. I've made to move away from WordPress Um, And she's uh, super stoked by the sounds of it. uh, And uh, she passes on all of her best to you.
0: Um, well, Barbara, thank you so much. And I mean, the check is in the mail. Um, we, you know, we couldn't ask for a, a better, a better, you know, validation and, and something Francesco that I know from a productivity perspective, I'm sure that you're always seeking the right tools, not necessarily more tools. And believe it or not, people coming to us from WordPress, we've actually had individuals talk about that they left 64 different plugins, to come to Kajabi. And now for me, 64 attached to anything sounds overwhelming as it relates to updating plugins, tools, integrations. Mm. I mean, dear God, that's just yeah, insanity. It sounds you know? mental. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want to launch your business. You don't want to manage 64 plugins and you probably need <laughs> at least five people to manage 64 plugins. So Barbara, thank you so much. And literally what you shared is exactly why Kajabi was created.
1: Awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, and, and I'll definitely pass on a note, uh, that note to you. Um, so, uh, your day-to-day work, um, maybe you can start by running through like a typical day for you.
0: Definitely. So, you know, being that Kajabi has, has really grown to the point that we're now a global organization serving our customers 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and our customers' customers 24 hours a day, seven days a week, um, I am probably a self-professed work-life integration more so than I am work-life balance. And And the reason I draw that distinction before we dive into all of the tools I use to manage my day is because I think when people think work-life balance – they normally group it into this binary equation of I'm doing one and not the other. And for me, given the size and scope of Kajabi or social influences everywhere that the company is, I'm much more eager to integrate my life and my work in a way that quite frankly, whether I'm working or playing, you know, just like the quote, the, the master by LP jacks, it's hard to tell the difference. So mm-hmm. a typical day for me is normally I'll wake up, um, Right around five forty five is is normally when I wake up i 'll check my email, make sure that uh, everything is good before diving into my day and I know there are a lot of productivity experts out there that are like don 't check your email first and i 'm like you know that 's darling, and I love where you 're coming from but that 's just not the way that my life works so mm. my personal productivity system is I feel better making sure everything and and as, as an executive, my role is different than if I was the chief content creator or you know Uh, My role requires that I I check first, at least in my opinion. And then I'll normally uh, hop in my car, go to the gym. Um, I'm normally out of the gym by around 7.30, 7.45. Then it's to the office by around 8.30. Um, we've got nitrogen-infused cold brew coffee on tap, so that is always my first stop. It's uh, called Steeping Giant, and it is like my, my personal crack addiction. So <laughs> grab a cup of that, and then uh, really it's it's over to my desk to kind of plan out my day strategically. Um, it's looking at the things that are going to be really impactful for the day, taking those on in the morning when I'm at my freshest, because I normally find that my um, I, I'm still very creative at the end of the day, but I would say that my mental focus is best in the morning. So that's when I really try to do my most important work. Uh, I use Todoist as sort of my my tool for allocating what I need to get done that day and and keeping it in a very focused manner. And then, um, you know, I normally will eat lunch at the office. I I don't normally leave. Uh, I've got a a meal delivery service called Freshly that brings in lunches every week and I'm super boring. I literally have one of two lunches pretty much every day. So, and then, you know, it's a a variety of uh, pre-scheduled meetings with the team and just cranking away until probably five, six o'clock at night, then head on home, normally have dinner with the wife, hang out for a bit, uh, probably check email once or twice again before hitting the sack and starting it all over.
1: Sounds like a, uh, a fun packed day. Um, I was, and, I was just
0: about to say like describing it to you. I'm like, man, I am really boring. Like I, I need to no. insert, you know, some, like some, uh, I mean, I try to do meditation because like every time I notice it, I, I feel like so much better when I do it. And then, um, I forget to do it. Or the other thing I've been trying to do is like, you know, learn more Spanish. Cause like, I would really mm-hmm. love to learn a language. I think the Duolingo app is like super cool and I love it when I use it. And then, um, you know, some days I'm just like, yeah. I I didn't do it. So
1: (laughs) no, no, no. My, I would say my day is quite similar to that too. Um, I, I I sort of switch off and then, and and enjoy the evening and and I still do do the occasional email in the evening because I, you know, you, I do like, like you said, like it's a, a sort of like a, it's not necessarily like a one mode you're in. You can, you can sort of switch between the two.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I like, I'm definitely, and and this is why I'm so excited to be on your podcast, Francesco, because I'm a productivity junkie. Like I literally, I have bought every tool. I have read every book I can find. I have tried every system imaginable. And Mm -hmm. it was interesting because a a good friend of mine, um, Craig Ballantyne, he wrote uh, The Perfect Day and uh, runs uh, Early to Rise, a a pretty amazing publication. But he was talking to me and he's like, you know, the biggest, uh, I guess the biggest, fault people commit against themselves in this search for productivity is they automatically view everybody else's system through this idyllic lens. It's sort of like, well, they Mm -hmm. must be right because they're clearly more organized and effective than I am. So I should just use theirs. And I think what's been nice for me is really beginning to view it in the context of I'm going to try it. I'm going to test it. I'm going to keep what I like but I'm not always just going to compare their highlight reel to my cutting room floor, you know, that it's sort of mm-hmm. like, I see their productivity system in, in a medium post or in, you know, a video or a blog post or something. And I'm just like, Oh, my gosh, this person is so perfect and so organized and so effective. And then, you know, I end up meeting them or talking to them. And they're like, wow, dude, you're so organized and so effective. <laughs> and I'm like, Wait a second! Like you know, yeah. <laughs> I was I was doing your system and ignoring my email for the first four hours of my day, and all I was was totally neurotic and missing things that were important.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, so you've got to adapt to. Different. Yeah, you've got to adapt to like your own thing, and
0: it sounds like you've done that quite well. Um, I wouldn't say quite well. I would say just like everybody listening to your podcast, Francesco, I'm, uh, I'm a work in progress. I literally read every day trying to be a better version of myself and uh, try to figure out how to be more productive. And, uh, you know, I've, I've found a couple of tools along the way that have stood the test of time and the rigors of me changing systems. So those are really the ones I rely on and, and just love with my whole heart.
1: I love it. I love it. And, um, you mentioned Todoist there as your sort of task manager for the day. How do you go about sort of planning the day for that? Do you just go in and dump loads of stuff into today or do you use like filters or labels to sort of channel things through?
0: You know, I would love to tell you that I maximize the platform, but I probably don't. Um, I'm, I'm definitely not one of those, uh, for me, the value in a productivity system is the lack of time it takes me to implement and use it that, you know, I don't really do labels and and prioritization and, you know, all of those things. I just sort of rely on my gut intuition of like, okay, what are the three to five things that must happen today for me to be glad when I lay my head down on the pillow? If I get those done, then the rest of it falls into the art of just letting the unimportant not get done or not happen. So Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's much more of a simplified what are the little hinges that swing big doors combined with the question of, am I the only one that can do this? So really ruthlessly looking at your day and asking, can someone else do this? Can someone else maybe even do this better than I can do this? Um, Like one of the things for me that I am really, really excited about uh, recently is I love consuming courses, but when you look at courses that might be eight to 12 hours in length, like me finding eight to 12 free hours, I mean, yeah, I might be able to find that over the course of a month, but I'm not going to be able to find it in a day. And so being able to have, you know, for example, Upwork individuals that are located in great English speaking countries um, that will consume a course for me and create, you know, a, a summary and an action guide. And so it's just little tips like that that have allowed me to say, okay, I want what this comes with, but I feel like I can get it a different way and be just as impactful and, and allocate that time differently. So that's, that's been exciting for me. Another one that really I've enjoyed tool wise is uh, the mix max plugin for Gmail has been okay. a lifesaver. Um, it's really something where it combines the ability to indicate like, Hey, if you know, if I send an email and someone doesn't email me back by this day and this time, I want a reminder to reach back out to them. Like that's a lifesaver for me. Um, the calendar where I can send somebody my availability and they just select it, um, which is even better than, you know, it's not like here's my calendar link, go find something, but it's more here are the three meeting slots I have and they click one thing and then the calendar invites go out. You know, they don't yeah. need to go through 37 steps and, you know, tell me their firstborn's name to get on the phone. Um, that's been a tool that I've absolutely fallen in love with.
1: That, that's the one that opens out and like, it's almost like embedded in the email, right? You got it. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, that's definitely something that will save you a lot of time. Um, on that the other of... thing too
0: that, that I would say recently I've found tremendous value in is trying to eliminate the, I guess I would call it, mental open loops um, that happen. So, you know, we've all had that moment where we're driving or we're somewhere and it's like, oh, I just remembered I'm supposed to do this or I need to do this. I love the, uh, you know, Siri on the iPhone for the reminders of just, you know, oh, hey, remind me today at three o'clock to email so-and-so or remind me today at three o'clock to pick up whatever, like being able to in the moment assign a reminder and a time and then it's out of my subconscious entirely and I'm not, you know, cycling on it, panic, panicking that I'm going to forget it, that's yeah. been a total win for me.
1: Fantastic. And I quite like that approach. The 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 software side of stuff, you, you obviously mentioned Mixmax there, but uh, do you use any other like note takers or calendar apps that you want to shout out?
0: Um, no, I really don't. Uh, Mixmax for me is the tool that I love. Um, Todoist is the tool that I love. I really do my best to not add lots and lots and lots of things. Um, I like Fantastical uh, quite okay. a bit. I really like their ability to type in appointments via you know, natural language. I find it to be a lot faster than iCal for um you know just dropping appointments onto a calendar that's a total win for me but Mm. um yeah and and i mean quite frankly i think i've tried every app under the sun (laughs) one that i really loved that i missed was sunrise i thought was like such a cool calendar but then they they killed that app i missed that one
1: yeah that was a great app it was it's so sad that it's not around and and i guess that like mix match does a lot of the work for you with your calendar so you don't necessarily have to always be viewing it and always be checking it
0: correct and, and for me I mean I'm very very fortunate you know we actually hired an executive assistant who has been just an absolute godsend but you know if you think about the fact I'm uh, about to turn 37 and you know I've had assistants in various points in my career and it's one of those things that Mixmax made calendar management so easy that it was mm-hmm. almost um, it was almost just like I needed to force myself to hand that over to my assistant because I'd just gotten so good at, you know, oh, let's connect. Cool. Here's the three times I'm ready to have that call with you, which I personally like a lot more. I, I don't understand why people are comfortable just giving out a link to their calendar. Um, yeah. To me, that just basically is like, hey, world, uh, put your agenda above mine and just drop it on wherever you want. I want to really be able to say, like, okay, this is a a social catch-up call. I'm going to have Mm -hmm. that at 3 o'clock that day because I know that my important work is done. And I can be, you know, loose and non-agenda driven and not, you know, panicked or distracted and just be focused on that connection. Whereas I would send that person, you know, all right, cool, you know, I got a 3 o'clock spot on Tuesday and Thursday. Let's connect Mm -hmm. versus here's the calendar link. And they're like, oh, sweet. He's got a 10 a.m. Pacific. I'm going to take that. And then I'm going to look at my calendar and be like, oh, man, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a catch up social call when all I'm going to be thinking about while I'm on that call is I really wish I was working on this, that or the other thing
1: yeah that's quite good philosophy to have with sort of the the process you go through i quite like that um and um tools like moving away from software a little the hardware side of stuff Are you uh, an apple guy a windows guy when it comes to the sort of
0: i'm a a straight up apple fanboy um everyone can tell me how much more android can do everyone can tell me how much more prevalent windows is I just find that I get way more done in way less time with way less headaches on Apple than anything else. And I mean, it was funny. One of the, um, I don't remember what Facebook friend was talking about it, but they were like super excited they went out and bought a surface and they returned the Microsoft surface in eight hours because they were just like, this is terrible. Like, like I, (laughs) I'm going to throw this thing through a window. So, you know, I I think Microsoft um, I, and by the way, I use, you know, used windows a long time, very familiar with it. It's more just in the nuance of like, can I take a screenshot? Can I do all of these things natively that I don't need applications or plugins to pull it off? Much, quite frankly, much like the philosophy we have at Kajabi, which is having everything in an environment where you can truly leverage what technology has.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think what's quite exciting about Apple products is that they're just like pretty reliable. You know what's going to be happening with them.
0: Totally. I mean, when I look at the amount of times that I got the blue screen of death on a PC versus, you know, having an Apple have issues, I mean, it's, it's not even a fair contest.
1: That's it, yeah. And uh, we're, we I think right now missing the Apple event, which shows real dedication to the podcast
0: right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm missing the Apple announcements. Holy cow! Yeah. You, you know, you didn't even tell me. This is, this is terrible. And and by the way, my uh, so uh, Kenny Reader, the CEO of Kajabi, who actually is within earshot of me, is watching the broadcast at this very moment, and I am looking longingly, jealously, because uh, <laughs> I did not realize that we had uh, we had double booked that. But uh, you're I, right. I, That's I how like dedicated you. we are to being
1: productive we definitely booked it too we booked it too far in advance for their announcement i love it um and, and going back to kajabi how do you guys uh, go about managing projects
0: because or, or like do you have a project management tool or resource such as that you know it's interesting it really depends on the department and i think one of the things that we've always tried to do is give people the creative flexibility to not force them into a one-size-fits-all but let them really choose what allows them to be most productive. So our developers, of course, are going to be leveraging GitHub and, you know, a bunch of different developer-specific elements. Our uh, marketing team, sales team is going to be using, you know, I, uh, I think we're on Trello now, but we were on monday.com and went back to Trello just because we liked a lot of the automation elements that we could build into it. So it really depends on what the, what the best tool is for the job versus assuming everything requires a hammer.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's something that a lot of teams are sort of becoming a bit more aware to because obviously like developers will use like, you know, Jira and stuff like that that won't make any sense to the marketing department. <laughs> but yeah, I quite like that ethos. And and when it comes to the communication side, do you use like Slack or an app like that uh, internally?
0: Yeah, our whole, our whole office lives on Slack. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, pretty much something that we can't live without.
1: Fantastic, and and is there any other like team tools that you would recommend that you find help? You, you mentioned Upwork, but I guess that's sort of bringing in more people. I guess.
0: Yeah, I would say Slack's been really great for us. Um, you know, having everybody interact and be able to communicate more effectively without you know living in the inbox uh, has been great. Um, it is interesting though because I think that Slack in some ways it's a powerful enough application that it actually rewires the way an office communicates. And I do think sometimes it stands in opposition to deep and focused work. So, you know, you, you sort of get trained that it's like you need to be looking at Slack all of the time. And it sort of begins to give that little dopamine release of, you know, clearing your chat logs and, you know, that you've got nothing unread, but it's like, then you realize that 80% of what you just read, you really didn't need to read. So um, I think that it's, it's something that is powerful. Uh, our office certainly lives on it. But I think if you were to ask a lot of people, they do miss the days of uh, really diving into deep work and, and understanding the balance between the two.
1: Yeah, and, and, and all of your team in the office or are some of them remote?
0: Uh, we have both. So we're, okay. now, um, yeah, we're now at uh, 67 employees and um, you know, uh, a variety of both
1: yeah it's impressive and and moving away from the sort of office and work life um obviously after that you know when five o'clock six o'clock hits for you um you know you go home and, and start relaxing how do you have any like uh, processes you go through like on your commute to like unwind
0: no i I wish I could tell you that I unwind, but I really don't like commute home is normally going to be a podcast or a book that's going to try and make me better or more effective at work. Um, <laughs> if I had one way that I'd love to unwind, I mean, I love a good cocktail. I love a good cigar. So, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely a fan of, you know, a, a happy hour and, you know, that's, that's definitely one of my favorite things in the
1: world. Is that, is that would the, the, your colleagues and everything like that just go out after work and enjoy?
0: No, it's normally just a cocktail in the backyard with my wife. Um, you know, we'll just hang out, catch up on the day. And I mean, you know, that that's kind of the unwinding, I would say.
1: I love it. And, and what um, uh, podcast or audio book are you, are you listening to at the moment that you'd like to point out?
0: I just finished a book called Peak Performance, which I thought was really, really cool. It was a book on productivity and, um, you know, high performance that I think was really interesting because the book has probably one of the most provocative beginnings in the world. It talks about two guys in in very different areas that both had achieved mastery and sort of were on the path to tremendous achievement. And then they're like, oh yeah. And by the way, both of those guys uh, peaked after that and never did anything else with it. And they're the two guys that got together to write this book because we both couldn't figure out why we, were at this, you know, inflection point of, of being able to be great and then just kind of fizzled out. So they then really started studying, you know, the, the elements of performance and staying power and uh, just really, really interesting take on uh, a lot of things. You know, one of the things that I thought was really great about the book is everybody I think is looking at work-life balance as a hedge against stress and overwhelm and all of those things. And, the book really talked about the fact that stress is not the problem. It's just not having periods of rest. That's the issue Mm -hmm. because your mental muscle works literally just like any physical muscle that, you know, having uh, periods of high mental stress with a period of recovery will allow you to then be able to take on more mental stress. And that Mm -hmm. I think for me was something that was really helpful um, the other one that I really enjoyed also was a, a book called Relentless by Tim Grover. He's an athletic coach. He coached, uh, you know, he was Michael Jordan's uh, coach, Kobe Bryant, uh, Dwayne Wade, you know, just a bunch of unbelievable performers. And it's actually a book that really dives into the idea of what does world-class performance truly require. And it sort of debunks this myth of, you know, world-class achievers being balanced because they're not you know, they're they're relentless. And so it's one of those things that I think if the industry by and large does a disservice to people, it kind of paints this idea of these epic achievers, but then tries to shoehorn them into these balanced, you know, I only work X amount of hours and, you know, I I totally unplug when I unplug and all of these things. But then you unpack, you know, other personalities that really do achieve greatness and it's like, no, th- this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I do all of the time, not some of the time. And so it was uh, kind of a nice, um, <laughs> a nice way to let myself off the hook that it's like, yeah, working more than others is, is just okay. So if, if yeah. I like it, there's nothing wrong with it. Kind of that whole thing of, you know, finding what works for you, not just assuming that because someone's system works for them, that it should work for you.
1: Brilliant recommendations there. And uh, if people want to find you after this podcast and also Kajabi, of course, where would they go?
0: Oh, absolutely. It's pretty easy. Just hit up kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com and uh, highly recommend you dive in. Uh, We've got an amazing free trial. So if you've ever thought about monetizing your information and uh, jumping into knowledge commerce as a part-time or full-time pursuit, uh, we've got 30 days for you to dive in, play with everything and have a whole bunch of fun. So that's kajabi.com. And of course, if you'd like to connect with me personally, I'm uh, at the J-C-R-O-N, that's T-H-E-J-C-R-O-N on Twitter uh, and also at the J-C-R-O-N on Instagram. But don't get excited. There's no photos there yet. So
1: <laughs> it, it, They're coming soon.
0: <laughs> absolutely,
1: um, absolutely. I love one final thing I wanted to ask you. Kajabi, the the names, so it's such a lovely name. How did you guys come up with it? It, Was it just, uh, does it have like a second meaning or how did you guys sort of get to that point?
0: You know, it's funny. um, It's a name that is actually Aboriginal in origin and it means to take flight. So it's actually something that, uh, you know, truth be told, I would love to tell you that it was a, a focus group and a very purposeful word chosen for its meaning, but actually the meaning came out After we ended up choosing the word, Um, you know, when Kenny was uh, really driving the company forward, uh, I mean, gosh, eight years ago, the word uh, was something that, you know, you could get the domain for and it sounded cool and memorable. And then uh, fortunately for us, very serendipitously, it actually turned into something that is very meaningful and uh, actually very much describes what our, our users do.
1: Wow. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, I love the name. <laughs> it really resonates. Um, but thank you very much, Jonathan, for coming on. Uh, it's so, so great to have you and uh, I'm sure everyone will be able to go away and uh, take some awesome notes from this. So thanks for coming on.
0: My pleasure, Francesco. Anyone listening, if there's uh, anything I can do to help you, please connect with me. Look forward to uh, seeing and hearing about your success on the Kajabi platform. And uh, other than that, I guess we should jump back to the Apple broadcast. Mm-hmm
1: yeah let's uh, i better catch up yeah and i i I need to cook dinner as well so it's a sort of a double combo there
0: (laughs) (laughs) sounds great francesco great connecting geeking out about productivity and
1: take care me too thanks jonathan i'll see you guys very soon cheers
0: sounds good thanks for listening to the tools they use podcast a key productive production see you next time